Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And now back to The Rich Eisen Show. Now and now. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. The Rich Eisen Show. He can't quit us. us. And we can't quit you either. <laughs> Today's guests, ESPN NFL reporter Jeff Darlington, ESPN MLB insider Jeff Passan, senior writer for Sports Illustrated Chris Mannix, and now, it's Rich Eisen. Well, yes it is. Yes it is. Hey everybody, welcome to this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. We're back. We're in the light after our dark week. We were off for all of July 4th week, and we are relaxed and rested and ready to chat with you at 844-204-RICH, number to dial. We say hello once again to our Roku channel audience. The Roku channel is free on all Roku devices. Select Samsung free. Smart TV. It is free on Amazon Fire TV. It is free on the Roku app because the Roku channel is on it. And and the crazy thing is, that's the way it was before the dark week. The dark week hasn't changed anything. <laughs> we're still free. We're right here on this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliates, Sirius XM, Odyssey, and more, our podcast. We are so thrilled to be talking to anybody who wants to listen to us whenever they darn well want to hear us. We are back here on the Rich Eisen Show, and good to see you over there, Christopher Brockman. What's hey, going on, bro? Hey, Rich. Not a whole lot going on. Good to see you. Mike Del Tufo, back all the way from the Gold Cup. Yes, good to I see you. Travel back on my private jet. It's amazing. It's amazing. <laughs> you were doing the Gold Cup? It's amazing. Yeah. I have honestly, that. I'll be honest with you, I have never heard penalty kicks get saved quite like the way i heard it last night so congratulations i I, you know it was it was really intense action it was really intense action but it sounded great thank you rich so thank you for adding to the experience no i don't uh good to see you over there tj jefferson the candle is lit hey the candle's lit it's good to be back i just remind you guys that yes i'm not like this because i'm in van halen I'm in Van Halen because I'm like this. Okay. okay. This, this guy dropping bear quotes. No, all I know is that um, you've been sitting on that for a week. Well done. <laughs> Way to uncork it. Way to uncork it. Um, yes, chef. Yes, chef. You know, I'll, 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 I always shoot you straight here uh, on this program, and uh, that's how I'm going to start this show. Um, when we go dark, when we don't have a show on TV, simulcast, and we're not here for an entire week, um, you know, I, I, I wring my hands a little bit. I know we need a break. I know the entire crew needs a break. I understand that we're, uh, we're, uh, we're all humans and we got to step away every now and then we appreciate you our listening and viewing audience understanding when we do that as well. Uh, but when I do that, I, I, I sometimes get a little nervous that a story's going to break and we're not in the chair and, and, and I lament not being in the chair. So I'll be honest with you. I'm I'm very um, relieved, although I'm sure uh, the Lillard family is not relieved, um, and the the Trailblazers are not relieved um, that that Lillard is still in play. That that story didn't um, culminate while we were out of the chair. Um, so that's one thing. But there was one story that we were not 
in the chair for. We were not here for. And um, and and it's it's always the stories you don't see coming. And um, so when the most uh, talented, one would say, uh, generationally talented first overall draft choices in the NBA, and also, as Woj said, maybe team sports, okay, is out at the Summer League in Las Vegas, Nevada, um, and has a run-in with Britney Spears. I'm sitting there thinking, <laughs> why the hell are we not on the air? <laughs> Can't plan for it. Can't plan for it because who would have thought have all that this was this was the story of July Fourth week? <laughs> Period. Name me a name me a bigger story. With all due respect to the Gold Cup and those at Fox. Thank you, Richard. Wimbledon, U.S. Wimbledon. No. Open at Pebble Beach. No. The bloodline had a civil war. Appreciate all of, that. all of that. I appreciate all of that. But when One Victor Wembanyama is strolling through the Aria Hotel and Casino in Las Vegas, Nevada, looking for a piece of fish, one would think. <laughs> Why else are you going in the catch? Right? Yeah, I mean, uh, uh, I don't know what else is what, what else is to do in catch. It's just a place where you go uh, get a fish dinner, right? Get some steak there. I think so. We post on Instagram about it for sure. Okay. So you go out there, and I understand that's a shot in my direction, but... It actually isn't. Uh, okay. It actually isn't. Okay. <laughs> it can be. Oh. Maybe I'm a little sensitive, but I was out of the chair, and Victor Wambanyama is just strolling about his business, and up runs out of nowhere. Who'd have thought of well, all people. the people to approach Victor Wambanyama from his blind spot? Which is huge. Guy's seven foot five. It's a lot of blind spots. Very tall. <laughs> Britney Spears. And one would think security will uh, uh, not care who that is because they're on uh, red alert walking through a Las Vegas casino with the most important, one would say, talented young man who's in Las Vegas, Nevada. Definitely the tallest. On red alert. So what ends up happening, as we all know, is uh, Brittany. Um, can't believe I'm starting the show with this, but it's it's top uh, story. Kind of have uh, to. I mean, <laughs> I've been sitting on this for for for, for ninety hours. She approaches him <laughs> from a six. and security says, "Get out of here!" <laughs> and it looks like they make contact with her. Yeah. Okay. Yep. And it's kind of funny. Oops, she did it again. That's one way to put it. Hit me oh, baby one more that's time. That's another way to put it. Because <laughs> after further review, it looks like the Las Vegas authorities put on the, uh, what, the green challenge light? They looked at the video. VAR. 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 You know? The, 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 the dude in the bow tie is taking a look at it, right, on NBA TV. Take a look at it. And it looks like they didn't contact her. They contacted her arm. And she did, in fact, hit her own baby one more time. Hey, oh. She hit herself. Fantastic. How are we not on the air for this sort of thing? It's like a Mad Lib. You can't come up with it. Proper name of French basketball star. Yep. Walks through... Blank. Blank casino. In blank. In blank. Well, you got to, it could be Atlantic City. It could be, it could it could be, be anywhere. anywhere. It could be anywhere now. Okay. And 
with has a run-in with 80s female pop stars. So, so 80s, 2000s, no, 2000s. Come on. I don't know, 90s, uh, aughts, whatever. I don't care. I'm just female pop star yeah. from back 80s, in the day. You, I just said Debbie Gibson. I well, said that's what I'm Hold on a minute. I got yeah. it. I've, I've written some down. Oh. Frederick Weiss. <laughs> 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 walks through the Bellagio okay. Okay. Hotel okay. and has a run-in with Debbie Gibson. Oh. Yes. Hold on. There's a way here. There's Frank Nilakina oh. walks through the Mirage, gets tapped on the shoulder by <laughs> Tiffany. Oh. I think we're alone. Hold on a minute. We can keep going. Tony Parker. Is roaming through Paris, Monte Carlo, oh. Monte, we, you know, anywhere. Bonjour, we, we. Not Circus Circus. And suddenly, Belinda Carlisle oh. can't believe who's there. Nice. Heaven is a place on earth. Nice. Bill Tufo, well done. <laughs> shout oh, to, and then oh, shout out to the Go Go. In between, hold on That's a minute. Sweet. In between um, us learning that Britney wasn't contacted by Victor Wembanyama's security staff and the fact that. She did, in fact, uh, get contacted by them, but she hit herself in the face in between those two very important parts. Victor Wembanyama went from a bust to being the guy we all expected him to be in just two summer league games. <laughs> Unbelievable. Because yep. he was, uh, after that first game, and Brittany and him, right, mm -hmm. and people, and, and the Brittany stands, did I get that right? Yeah. Yes. On Twitter they and threads. From. Okay, oh, Britney stands on threads. They're out there. Wow. Okay, they <laughs> were they were they were they were they were setting Victor Wembanyama's first summer league lowlights to her music. Oh, were they really? Yes, <laughs> I saw it because I'm in the know. Despite being on a dark week, my finger's always on the pulse, guys. Let's look at they that. went from that, you know, and people saying Wembanyama's a bust and. You know, the, the memes of Greg Popovich looking all sad, watching the game, even though he totally knows what he's got. That's why he's a 74-year-old man signing a five-year, $80 million contract extension. Everyone's saying, oh, boy, he bought the goods, didn't he? And then, of course, last night. Double-double, three blocks, making threes. I mean, doing doing Wembanyama stuff. You look great. Exactly. <laughs> and I can't believe I'm about to say it. Where are all the Britney stands now? I just said those words. Free Britney. Hashtag free Britney. <laughs> I mean, I think the NBA this weekend went all NFL. They went all NFL. Where you're overreacting? It's an overreaction Monday. That's coming up later. I did. I did after his first game. I did open uh, for, up, open yeah, up a he's tab. He's a bust. He's a bust. Wemby's going to be a bust. He's a bust. And then hit, you know, hit. Save. Oh my God, he's a bust. <laughs> Guys, this whole Britney Spears thing. That's thing, right. He couldn't whole, even. Rich, the whole situation was toxic. Nice and crazy. Well done. Toxic. Toxic is a Britney song, Mike. So it's crazy. <laughs> So, Crazy. hold on a minute, hold on a minute, hold on a minute. Nick Batum is walking <laughs> Nick Batum is circus through circus guy. Excalibur, so, yeah, even better. and Kevin Federline approaches Popo's out. Federline. 
Man, he just wants to go see Chris Angel. Evan Fournier <laughs> is walking through Circus Circus, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, now we're his talking. Own business. Now we're talking. And then all of a sudden, Foxy Brown? Heart. Shaka Khan. Shaka, Shaka, Shaka Khan. I feel for you. Shaka, Shaka Khan. You know what I mean? <laughs> wow. Shaka Khan, let me rock it, let me rock it, Shaka Khan. Shaka. I mean, you Shaka could Khan. go full international. Like, so Patty Mills, right? Yeah. He's walking. Yeah. Della Vadova is walking. All right. Elena? Holy crap. Oh, Matthew. So, here's the thing. One, <laughs> sorry we were off. Two. No, don't apologize. Victor Wembanyama is gonna be just fine. Yes. Can we all just stop with the whole business of uh oh? Uh oh. That was so. They should have chosen Scoot. Scoot. That was so ridiculous. Oh, and by the way, Brandon Miller was hot garbage too, right? Yeah, for like his first. Oh, season. Scoot sure. got hurt. Scoot got. Uh, one of the Thompson twins got hurt. Like, oh, and the NBA is creating a, an in-season tournament. What are we Chris doing? Mannix is going to be on this program in hour three to discuss. Uh, Jeff Passon's on this program to discuss Major League Baseball on its all-star break. Home run derby tonight. Yeah. Actual home run hitters in Major League Baseball going to be in this. This is great. Actually, some pretty big names. I know. I mean, the polar bear's back at it. Mookie Betts is going to be swinging. Hometown kid, J-Rod. Oh, yeah. A Rosarena. Here we go. Rosarena. It's going to be fun. That's this evening. And then tomorrow is the All-Star game. And um, so uh, the Yankees fire their hitting coach because... It's his fault. It's totally his <laughs> yeah, fault. I blame him. I mean, what are we doing? I blame him. Oh, the Yankees fired their hitting coach. Fire them all. <laughs> it's his fault. Oh, absolutely. I'm, you know... I mean, what? How does Boone well, still have a job? Uh, yeah, how, exactly. Well, first of all, well, what's the binary? when your entire offense is big toe is still you know throbbing. Well, one guy isn't going to make a difference yeah, as we see in Anaheim. I get it, Sergeant Hulka, his big toe. And oh, by the way, while we were out, um, Mike Trout breaks his hammock bone. The old hammock bone. Never heard of it. Oh, it's in your hand, and you don't want to break it. <laughs> And Otani leaves a game after giving up back-to-back home runs for the first time in his career. He's got blisters on his fingers, to use blisters. the old Beatles phrase. Blisters. And, uh, and, oh and the Angels are suddenly falling apart. Oh, don't worry. I'm going to go all in on that one. And the trade deadline is coming up on August 1st. Today is July 10th. By the way, we can always do the math for you. That's 22 days from now. Hey. Jeff Passon will join us. Uh, but because we love talking football, we've got Jeff Darlington of ESPN who says Dalvin Cook has a contract offer from the Dolphins, which, by the way, uh, uh, Tom Pelissero said uh, was on the table. He had multiple offers. We just assumed one of them was the Dolphins. He has said it is, in fact, the Dolphins, but uh, Dalvin wants to wait till training camp, meaning uh, I don't think there's enough Stephen Ross dollars on the table. You know, I just think, uh, you know, he wants to wait. What's the point? It's July 10th. You know, what's he, what else are you going to do except stroll through the, what do we got here? Uh, through the uh, Metropolitan? Well, yeah. No, no, no. We could throw, hold on. We stroll. Res- resorts World. That's the okay, new resorts one. World. That's the new one. Oh, so that <laughs> yeah. big sphere. Yeah. Oh, the sphere. Oh, holy amazing. cow. It looks I'm incredible. Going. So you're I'm strolling going. through uh, Resorts World. Yeah. And then, you know. 
All of a sudden, what do you got? Madonna? Who else? I think just all of heart comes up to you. All of heart. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Bono will be playing uh, at your spirit. I got one for you. Sure. Mike, we're doing Dalvin we're doing Cook female. strolling uh, yes. through Resorts World and Starship. Nice. Well, well Jefferson Airplane? Starship. No, Starship. Starship. Oh. Nothing's going to stop us now, Chris. They're the same band. We're back from names. the dark week. <laughs> what the hell happened? I was seriously, I thought to myself, I'm so, I'm so sad we're not in the chair for this. <laughs> it's a Mad Lib. It's a mad, mad, mad lib world. We're the taking hell going a break. on? Thank you. <laughs> Jeff Darlington. Exactly. By the way, it sounds great. Exactly. Jeff Darlington is here on the Rich Eisen Show. When we come back, we'll talk National Football League action. We're back. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent Indeed survey. With Indeed, everything hiring is all in one place and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences each each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Back here on the program, Jeff Darlington will join us in a couple minutes' time when the radio audience returns. So. Rich, at least Britney stands for making Wemby out to be a criminal. All he was doing. You can't fool around with Britney <laughs> No, no, no. no. I, just I just need to know. Are you Britney now, song, do you like... now, do, do you now have her entire <laughs> title yes. list, her greatest hits title list in front of you? Oh, or are you, or is this at your nice. fingertips or are you Googling? Uh, it was at Beyond. my fingertips, yes. No, I don't believe that for a second. Britney Spears hits. Yeah, I mean, those, every song we mentioned. She just wanted well Wemby to give her more. No, uh, stop. You can't do it. Up. You can't do it. Wimby's no womanizer. No. Oh, my God. He better work. It was a circus, though, inside the, the casino. Oh, my God. <laughs> How many times can we do this? I hope they don't. Oh, we could keep doing me, this. That's what he said. <laughs> well, are, we out of, are we out of French NBA stars? Batum Fournier. Nilakina, Frederick Weiss. Around the France Olympics. Victor Wembanyama. One thing Wemby wasn't was overprotected. But... What would what would Britney Spears' security guard do to somebody who come, approaches her from behind as she's strolling in to catch? That's the craziest thing. Like back in the early 2000s, my buddy Big Rob used to be Britney's security. And if you would have tried to roll up on her, he would have rolled you up like an L and smoked you. Like, I think, I think <laughs> Britney thought her and Vic were boys. 
Is that a song? Yeah, I'm just okay. trying to do so. Yeah. <laughs> Brittany was trying to break the ice, guys. Yeah, I, here's what I want. I want French stars. Because oh. I, I think we've I think we're out. Maybe Vic is on Britney's radar. Oh my god. <laughs> Can you look up a French star for me? What have we got? Well, I was going on the French Olympic team. You want French music? Hold on a second. No, I French don't. French star? So Pepe Le Pew. <laughs> oh, <you> okay. <laughs> is walking through Excalibur. <laughs> and, okay. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show. The radio, Rich Eisen Show radio network. Back on there. That's I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger is the right product for you. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Rudy Gobert, come on. Oh, gosh. So Rudy Gobert is strolling through Excalibur and Cindy Lauper wants to talk. She just wants to have fun. Time after time that happens. <laughs> All right, everybody. I love this. Back here. I know. It's it's tough. It's <laughs> tough to stop. People, 844-204-RICH, number to dial. Give us your favorite French basketball player, a Las Vegas <laughs> casino, and, and a, pop uh, a pop star, <laughs> yeah. female pop star. And uh, I mean, I'll give you props. The it's Shaka a fun Khan game to play, out. everybody. Game, you right? took me out with Shaka Khan, Rich. 844 rich <laughs> <laughs> I saw <laughs> And by the way, that's not a metaphor for anything. I literally did that in the first segment. Joining us here on the Rich Eisen Show from the Worldwide Leader in Sports, let's talk football, people, because training camp is just around the corner. Jeff Darlington back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How you doing, Jeffrey? I've got thoughts, too, on this. What do you got? Tony yes. Parker, Tony Parker yeah. and Christina Aguilera at the Palm. There you go. Oh. Uh, uh, the no? Palm? I mean, the Palm? I mean, Palm's, uh, Palm's very 90s. Circa. Circa mm. 2005. Now, when was, now, the, when now. was the last time you were in Vegas, Jeff? When was the last time? Oh, it's been a minute. Okay. Yeah, I was there for covering a Raiders game, and it was a pretty desperate scene. Which one? When was? By, by the way, you got to be more specific than that. Uh, which? <laughs> which one was desperate, <laughs> Jeff? <laughs> <laughs> I was. I think it was during COVID, so I'm gonna. Oh, okay. Gonna we'll leave it from. Yeah, we'll we'll from leave it there, time. as they say in the news business. Let's. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's just jump in here. What is the timing on Dalvin Cook and what's going on with him? Best you can yeah. tell, Jeff. What do you got for me you there? Know, First of all, I think it's important. I keep having all these, you know, Dolphins fans freaking out in my Twitter timeline about why doesn't Dalvin just sign? We should just move on from him. Like, it's July 10th. Like, GMs aren't even around. Like, they're on vacation. This is not a time of year when players sign. I remember talking to a GM, actually, this past year about a player that he had signed last year, and he had a quarterback who was coming to him constantly to try to press him to sign a wide receiver. And the GM finally had to tell him, let me do my job. If I sign him right now, it's going to cost us $15 million. If we wait three weeks, I can sign him for about six. So, I, I mean, I think that that sort of applies to what we're going through right now with Dalvin Cook. Um, Dalvin wants to see what his market is. The Dolphins, for instance, aren't going to want to, you know, just press to press and sign him just at a time when it doesn't matter. So I think that we should sort of expect Maybe, say, Saquon or Josh Jacobs get a deal done before July 17th and sort of reset the running back market. Maybe that happens and helps. Maybe it doesn't. And Dalvin just has to ultimately make the decision himself. So I would say just closer to training camp, maybe July 25th. Did you just choose July 17th out of thin air, or is there a deadline going no, on No, the deadline, the July 17th one is the, Saquon, is the deadline for the the guys that are franchise tag mm-hmm. to do to, to do a long-term deal. So Saquon and Josh Jacobs have until July 17th. So my thought is if they 
do a long-term deal, at least Dalvin will have a better understanding. Because right now, all these running backs are looking around at each other, whether it's Zeke or Leonard Fournette, um, Dalvin Cook, or... Kareem Hunt. You know, He's out there, too. Kareem Hunt. Yeah, they're all looking at each other like, what are we worth? Because everybody's telling us we're not worth much. So when do we find out what we're worth? And it's going to take somebody, and right now, July 17th being maybe the next marker to do a deal to give anybody any sense of what these running backs are currently valued at. Fair to say it's more likely Saquon does that before July 17th yeah. than Josh Jacobs? Yeah, the Josh Jacobs one feels a little sideways right now. I don't sense, I mean, I haven't really sensed that that was ever going to even happen since Josh McDaniels became the head coach, you know? So I would say Saquon, to me, seems like the guy Joe Shane wants in there. Um, they seem to be getting to a place where at least there's a good offer on the table. So, you know, we'll see what happens with Saquon, but I would say, yeah, that, that's the most likely. You, well, let's, let's just linger on Josh Jacobs a little bit, Jeff Darlington, because when you said that, you know, since McDaniels got there, things felt a little bit weird. And if I'm not mistaken, the preseason last year, you don't read too much in a preseason, but last year when the preseason hit and Jacobs wasn't really – um, significantly used, the sense was it wasn't because they were saving him up like everybody does with their right. star running back. It was that they just didn't think much of him. And the reason why we thought that maybe is because they didn't pick up a 50-year option earlier in the spring, and then Josh Jacobs becomes the leading rusher of the National yep. Football League. And the prove-it deal, he's saying, I proved it, and the prove-it deal hasn't hit the table. Is that a fair reading of everything that yeah. of, of that? Uh, that's that's exactly my assessment of it. I, and so that's where I'm saying, like, at least with Saquon, when things have kind of felt a little weird, it's because any negotiation can get a little funky. With Josh Jacobs, you've got all these, you know, chips on his shoulder now. He wasn't, like you said, he didn't have the option picked up. Then he goes and has a career year. So to me, I think that they've got a bigger, bigger, you know, gap to kind of to fix here um, before July 17th. You know, and, and again, maybe, you know, Saquon gets his deal done in the day before, two days before, which is when these generally get done. Mm-hmm. Um, then maybe maybe the Raiders and Josh Jacobs do a very similar deal. Uh, you know, that, that could happen. But last year there were four players at this deadline that also were trying to get their deal done, and none of them did. So um, while we like to have hope this time of year that someone will get a long-term deal done, uh, it's, it's not an absolute. Well, I mean, and then while we're while we're lingering in the is this a fair assessment world, Jeff, um, the McDaniel's tree we all know hails from the Belichick tree, and they they don't pay running backs that. I mean, running yep. they they have running backs by committee. Yep. I mean, and then they oh they'll, they'll find the next you know Lawrence Maroney and the next Ramondre Stevenson and get a year or two out of them, and uh, that's you know that's why I'm I'm kind of holding my breath to see if Dalvin Cook doesn't really, I mean, uh, you hear Cook to the Patriots maybe, but um, and we'll talk about DeAndre Hopkins in a second. I, I, I just don't know how the Jacobs thing works out. And then does does he hold yeah. out if he doesn't get this deal? Like, that's the ultimate question is who actually pushes the pedal to the metal with whatever they have in their toolbox, Jeff. Yeah, same with Saquon too, right? Like, July 18th, if neither of these guys get their deal done, where are we headed? Because Josh Jacobs, I think, has said himself, like, this isn't just about my deal. It's about future running backs. Like, we're doing this for, 
you know, the position. So if that's true and all of a sudden this becomes one of these principal things, which can go away pretty quick, um, are we suddenly talking about a Le'Veon Bell situation, which obviously did not work out well. I think we all agree on that. So that's, I mean, July 18th, if they don't get their deals done, Saquon and Josh, which one of those guys is going to sit there and say, I'm not playing? I tend to think they'll play. I just don't think from a business perspective it's prudent. But, uh, but you know, principle can be a powerful thing sometimes. Jeff Darlington from the Worldwide Leader in Sports, ESPN, right here on the Rich Eisen Show. So what's the scoop with DeAndre Hopkins and the timing on that? Is it similar? Because I don't know if there's any, you know, wide receiver franchise tag that he'd be waiting on. So what do you got for no. me there? No, his is straight up, uh, straight up basically had good visits with the Titans and the Patriots and walked away from both hands. You know, there's, again like Dalvin, no incentive for me to sign at this moment. We'll see, you know, if the market can kind of create another bidder um, to, to get my money up. But, yeah, I think that he would be ultimately okay playing for the Titans. He has a relationship with the offensive coordinator there from his time in Houston or the Patriots. We know Bill Belichick obviously has heaped praise on him. Um, so, I, you know, I could see either of those happening. Uh, that being said, like, you know, this is not me reporting this or anything. This is me just like saying, what would it take to get another suitor? Um, you know, say say the Chiefs get a long-term deal done with Chris Jones. Right now, the Chiefs don't have the money. They get a deal done with him. All of a sudden, that frees up $10, 15000000 million in salary cap space. Do they then become interested in the DeAndre Hopkins sweepstakes as well? I mean, that would obviously be a pretty massive massive situation. So I think if you're DeAndre, you're sitting there saying, I'm not going to sign with these two teams until I know exactly who my potential suitors are as we get closer to training camp. Well, if he's ring chasing, where's where where other people? I mean, did did he price himself out of the ring chase market? Do you think? DeAndre? Yeah. Like, yeah I, th- I mean, I got that sense with the Bills, for instance. Uh, my understanding with the with the Bills is like, yeah, they love DeAndre Hopkins. think he'd be a great addition, but they're, just, they're not going to pay him. Um, and if he wants to bring Chase, there's a spot for him. But, um, you know, DeAndre came out and said the three things that he really wanted was uh, an organization that had great structure. Uh, <laughs> he said he wanted a uh, great quarterback and a great defense. <laughs> so, I mean, that's a pretty, pretty impressive list of prerequisites for your team. Right. The problem is if you want those three things, you're going to have to uh, not get the fourth thing, which is money. So... You know, where is that in the priority list? That's that is to be determined. Yeah, I mean, with all due respect to the structures or the quarterbacks <laughs> or the defenses of the Titans and the Patriots, depending on how you, right. you know, everyone knows what I might be referring to when I say those two things, and some would be strong in one and not as in the other. That uh, I don't think he's checked all three boxes at all with with those two, yeah. which is again why I'd I'd be surprised why you know again um, he he would he wouldn't take less money to go somewhere show he can still do it in a manner that uh, is Hopkins-like. One year, put a ring on his finger, and then go find a new spot like that. That's what I would have thought. I would have thought it would have been um, similar you know, to Randy Moss when he went to the Patriots. Um, right. And I feel like the Chiefs are now sort of that team where we're starting to see it a little bit more with these, you know, last year, MBS and um, Alan Lazard. And you're starting to see these receivers say, I, I-, I can go to the Chiefs. Go prove it. 
get my ring and then and get paid the next year. I, I actually, when DeAndre Hopkins first got his release, I thought that was a no-brainer, absolutely made the most sense in the world. Um, but, you know, clearly, I, and I'm not faulting Hopkins, but, you know, we live three things. Again, I think that there's a fourth component to that, and, and we know what that is. Jeff Darlington here on the Rich Eisen Show. Uh, who goes first, Burrow or... Or Herbert. And I, Joey doesn't seem too concerned about it. You know, he's yeah. white partying with Michael Rubin, you know, out on the Hamptons. So, by the I way, know. that party, I mean, it looked a lovely time, but it also looked like just a lot of picture taking. Like, it didn't look like, you know, there was no candidates of people having fun. Mm. Is that your take you on it? Because, um, you know, um, who who wasn't having fun? Michael Rubin party? posted like a movie trailer video of it. I Let mean, me tell you something. Wouldn't you? If you could? Yes. I would have a great time. I'd probably get kicked out for having too good of a time. Right. Like, the only Leo at my party is my wife. She's a Leo. You know? Like, that's about it. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> that's pretty good. No, I, I like that one? Not the party. I'm sure it was a great time. They just didn't have to take pictures. Oh, okay. Be, well, Jeff, yeah. look, okay. I mean, if you wanted an invite, you don't have to be all, you know, down about it, you know? Just, I shouldn't uh, have been down. Brady's there. A little, it's a little je- jealousy. Brady was uh-huh. there. Yeah, Brady was there. <laughs> Everybody was there. Everybody was there. Oh my yeah, gosh! So everybody had a great time. All right. So everybody had a great time. who goes Burrow first, or Burrow or Herbert? What do you got for me? Oh, Burrow, Herbert. So the thing that's most interesting here for me is Burrow. I want to see. I'm curious about the structure of Burrow's deal. Like Herbert, I think we could find out tomorrow. It's the same as Jalen Hurts' deal, and it's typical framework. To me, when Burrow made the comments that I have made clear to the organization. What I, uh, the structure of the contract I want, and I think it would be best for the team and myself moving forward. Um, to me, that says, we. I, I, I'm guessing here, I just think the tone of that, I'm curious to see if this winds up being more like a Patrick Mahomes deal. You know, the 10-year, half a bill uh, situation where it's, you know, they can adjust each year. Um, I feel like Burrow is the guy, other than Mahomes, that would do that. And uh, if that's the case, you know, these deals aren't contingent on one another. And I, I could see the Herbert deal being less complicated and, and just, you know, any minute, any day, we see that one get done. So then which which quarterback deal gets done first? Her, I'll, I'll say Herbert. Okay. Yeah. Herbert gets done yeah. first. Um, no, I, I was no, going to no. give you one. I was going to give you one more. Uh, Brady's deal with the, the Raiders. For ownership. No, Brady's deal when he starts to play again? Or no. Yes. No. Yes. <laughs> no, I said ownership with the Raiders. What about that one? Do you got anything there? The ownership was, if he's ownership piece with the Raiders, it's apparently coming. Yeah, they're all set. That's right? set. They're it's done. Set. It's approved. He's in. He's done. Well, I guess it hasn't been approved by ownership, but the Raiders have announced it. Okay. I think. All right. I, so is there is there is there is there a path to plan then? Were you being facetious or what? Rich, you're trying, to, you're trying to give Dove something to tweet about right now? <laughs> <laughs> Jeff, who is Dove? Can we talk about this? No, here, here first of all, it's Dove, okay? I, right. I think I'm talking to new, two non-Jews here, okay? So, uh, all right, number one. <laughs> number two, uh, if, if you're not here and I'm not here to get aggregated, then what the hell are we here for? <laughs> That's what we're here for. You know what I mean? So, that might be our fantasy team name. <laughs> what is that? Just here to get aggregated. Just here to get aggregated. That's <laughs> all I'm here for. That's it. 
No. Great no, you're the one who said it. You're like a first playing I, career. I mean, I, that door's I'm shut. Change my, I am going to change my profile on Twitter. It seems to get off the phone to say I'm just here to get aggregated. <laughs> <laughs> then what else are we doing if we're not here to get aggregated? You understand? That's right. It's July 10th, yeah. for crying out loud. No, but in all seriousness, I mean, he's yeah. done, right, Jeff? He, he's done. I get the sense he's done. No, he's done. Playing. He's done. He's done playing. For real. Yeah, he's done playing. Until okay. someone calls. Yeah, he's doing the Miami thing, you know, having a nice time with his, being a really de- devoted, dedicated father, which is actually very impressive to me. I agree. And, uh, and uh, but yeah, I, I think he's, um, I think he's settled in. Okay. Um, last one for you then while we're, while we're. Like, uh, like, like Rich, like you don't, like you don't know. What? I mean, you're um. the closet Tom Brady guy. <laughs> Oh. People call me the Tom Brady guy. Oh. Um, I don't know. I, I don't. I don't know about that. I mean, I wasn't invited. To, first of all, I wasn't around the. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I am going to go on TB12 for the forty. Um, right. He he did tell right. me I've got a few more months left, so I am just eating chicken parm like it's going out of style. <laughs> um, I, tried, I tried to do. I tried to do his diet too. It's not for everybody. It's, I bet it's not for everybody. Uh, but no, I mean, I I I personally think the guy's done. I really do think he is done. Yeah. It is one hundred percent done. Unless, you know, unless uh, something horrible happens in Miami and the greatest quarterback of all time is literally sitting there as an emergency quarterback in a geographically sound spot. Who the hell knows? Yeah, but then what would he do? He'd have to sell the, his share in the Raiders? And... I mean... Just put it on hold. Right, Fox won't care. That's for, for damn sure. Fox they, won't care. they don't have any Fox rules over there, right, Mike? There's no rules. <laughs> we have rules. No, okay, I had no idea. Um, but anyway, we're now now we're just spinning here. So wh- wh- yeah. wh- what do we what do we know about Jimmy G's foot right now? I mean, that's that's the that's a serious question. Yeah. What do we I know mean, about I'm, this? I'm as curious as anyone we're on close. that one. And they've played it pretty close to the vest. And and we'll, we'll see. it's one of those things where everybody's dismissing it. In fact, many people within the organizations I want, and they're all saying it's going to be fine. Oh um, and, and you know, no different than like with the Bills with Diggs and, and Josh Allen. And I believe that the Bills and the Raiders think that things are going to be fine, but that doesn't necessarily mean we should not be keeping a very close eye on it because, um, you know, these situations, like organizationally, they, they want to think Jimmy's going to be fine, but one hiccup and all of a sudden we're in a situation where that contract is written as such that, man, like if they could back out of that, that would be – and I think they are committed to him. They obviously signed him and moved on from Derek Carr for him, and I believe that component of it, but – until we see Jimmy out there on the field, healthy with that foot, passing a physical, um, I, I understand why the questions are being asked. Oh, of course. I mean, the, 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 the two things that would concern me is, number one, <laughs> that the Raiders redid uh, the, the contractual language when it happened. So they, yeah. they, they, they were planning for the alternative. And then, two, they signed Brian Hoyer. And, you know, the football gods want to see him play. So you know he's going to get totally. out there, you know, because they can't oh. quit. They can't quit Brian Hoyer. Um, but in all seriousness, I mean, you know, you just mentioned Diggs and, and Allen. Um, I, I would compare the Jimmy G thing maybe more to, you know, Brock Purdy's arm. And that rubber is truly yeah. about to meet the road uh, on that. Because that is that is just, you know, bones healing or scars healing or tendons healing. I mean, Diggs and Allen could totally handle That's it themselves right. if they if it is, in fact, that. And, you know, Josh Allen went on uh, the Bussin pod recently and c- called out media members. And I'm sure I'm one of them. Uh, for overdoing it, but but the coach was the one who said I'm very concerned. Yeah. You know, I mean, like right. so when he said that. But at least those, if it is between the two of them, 
two grown-ass men who, who love each other can handle it. You know what I mean? So, I, And I think Josh Josh is definitely the type who can. And, and I'm, uh, like, uh, you know, to that point, I, I just more mean, like, it's one of those things where, you know, we're always told by teams that it's going to be fine. <laughs> Sometimes it isn't, you know? And, and right. I, I hope, I think Josh and Stefan, I think they can both handle this. But, uh, you know, just like the Jimmy G situation, crazy things happen. Weird things happen. And, uh, you know, uh, to your point about Brock Purdy, though, like I actually truly believe Kyle Shanahan when he says that he thinks that Brock Purdy will be ready for week one and that, that Brock Purdy will be the starter. Like that one I do truly believe 100%. And then number two, who's who's second? Is it Darnold or is it going to be? Who cares? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> well, hold on a minute. Oh, wait. Did, you, did you just drop a who cares on me? Did you do that? Because. <laughs> wasn't on you. No, no, no. No, 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 no. I mean, who, who cares means, number one, you don't care like, about being aggregated. How dare you? Number two. I, no, I, we do care about that. No, but. My, my thing is, like, do we think that the 49ers are Super Bowl contenders with, with Trey Lance? Well, they were Super Bowl contenders with Brock Purdy, so yeah. I know, but that's what I'm saying. I think Brock Purdy might be the guy. No, I know I that, but sure. but they're they're a team that that if any team has proven the depth chart is crucial, uh, it's the Niners, yeah. right? So so if Purdy's not ready to go, then who does get that shot? And if it's the guy that they just flipped uh, one single draft choice for in the spring over the guy that they traded the farm for a couple of drafts ago, you know, then that, that would I feel be like the 49ers though, have really gotten to the point too, where they recognize they can't think about the, the draft capital they spent on Trey Lance anymore. They cannot let that dictate their decision. And t- t- you know, whether he, you know, me saying who cares just allows you to make a very valid, good points. So you're welcome. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. I'm sorry. I should have front-loaded that with thank you. I should have. You're right. It was rude of me to do that. But I guess it doesn't matter that they don't have to worry about the draft capital they spent on them because they got an owner who loves the GM and the coach, and the GM and the coach aren't have built a, a juggernaut outside of it where the quarterback can be inserted no matter who it is, and they got a shot to win it. So what it's a rarity. What, what, what happens right now yes. if – and I love Kyle Shanahan. Uh, like – known him forever i think he is brilliant he is the guy and he will get his super bowl eventually oh, that's a hell of a windup what's the pitch what do you got what happens what happens if the mr irrelevant last pick in the nfl draft does not turn out to be this actually really adequate really good starter last year mm-hmm. they, they are what, what kind of team do they end up being in that final second half of that season and is ownership then looking at Kyle saying and John saying, Trey Lance, you picked him. He's not the guy, and we don't have anybody behind him. I mean, talk about revisionist history. Like, Brock Purdy really saved the 49ers organization from a really, really dramatic offseason. Well, I get I, from or, – or that they would just go with Lance. Maybe the kid just needs the football uh, in his hands – and he is going to be the guy with the huge upside who can run it and throw it. Maybe he's that guy. He just has not had the chance, you know? Yeah. I don't know. I trust that the 49ers organization has seen him more than any of us have. Mm. They're not exactly talking like he's about to take over the starting job while their other quarterback, who was the last pick in the draft, is in Jacksonville rehabbing an elbow injury. 
Jeff Darlington, I appreciate the time, man. Thanks again. Always appreciate chopping it up. Let's do it during training camp. I'm just here to be aggregated. Attaboy. (laughs) Just say that over and over again. Put it in your threads bio, and we're good. (laughs) (laughs) Let me know if you're out here in L.A. We'll we'll have you in. I will. Okay, brother. Be well. That's Jeff Darlington, everybody. My colleague, formerly of the NFL Network, now with ESPN, right here on The Rich Eisen Show. Upset he was not invited to the Fanatics' white party. So, Rich, you just basically told Jeff if he's in L.A., he should come on over, like yeah. Christina Aguilera. Oh, my God. This nice. guy's just well going to have to drop it. Come on over, baby. Come on over, baby. Yeah. You guys All are right. genies in a bottle. Let's go. All right. We have to stop. <laughs> Everybody stop. spent hey, the last 25 stop, minutes stop. Googling, <laughs> no, and, 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 and you're unloading. No, I was watching no. the Michael Rubin white uh, party <laughs> video on loop. <laughs> Let's let's talk about that a little bit. 844-204-RICH, number to dial right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Don't you dare move. We'll be getting ready for Jeff Passon. Let's talk Ellie Dela Cruz, people, when we come back, our favorite baseball player. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. What is going on with you, Jim Brockmeyer and Brett Musburger? This is my Musburger face. <laughs> no, you can't put that to bed, Rich Eyes. You know why you can't put it to bed? Okay. Because he's a punk, that's why. <laughs> Brett Musburger Mus- is a P-U-N-K punk. The man is a thief, okay? Brett Musburger is a thief. How so? Stole my line. What line was that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember that? This is for all the Tostitos. Remember when he said that? Everybody in the business... No, it's not funny. Everybody in the business knows that was my line. But he went ahead and used... That's what I always yell when I climax inside of a woman. Or, or when I'm just... When I climax all by myself. And ever since then, now I have to yell out, uh, Ruffles have ridges! And it's not... It's not the same thing. Here is Brent Musburger. How are you, Brent? Hey, Rich, Rich, I'm great. Listen, uh, I'm so proud of you guys for trying to help resurrect little Jimmy Brickmeyer's career. We all know the problems. We all know the problems that he had in the past. He says that you stole all the Tostitos from him, Brent, from back in the day. I got paid. I got paid by a company to drop the name. I got three Tostitos for a week. What are you talking about? Okay. You know, Rich, it's really interesting because as we started these in here, in Las Vegas, and uh, Brickmeyer was having trouble getting a job. So, so he he yeah. called our executives and our general manager. He interviewed Brickmeyer and <laughs> asked him about uh, uh, a three-team parlay. And yeah. and our and our boy Jimmy 
Mm-hmm. He thought that that was two hookers with him in a Morristown hotel room. <laughs> <laughs> you know? <laughs> you know, Jesus, we would have loved to help him out. But uh, I wish him the best. He's so delusional. And uh, listen, let him go at it. Okay. For all the Tostitos, baby. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show Radio Network. What did we tell you about this kid, Ellie Dela Cruz? What did we tell you? We told him. We told. We. They, by the way, he was top prospect in baseball. We, we, we're yes. we're acting yes. like we 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 uh, we personally we went him. right. We personally went to the Dominican <laughs> to found him. We found him. Found him. We found him. Discovered him. But. As soon as I started watching him play baseball, oh, I'm like, I mean, who is this you can see his, switch you can hitting? You see his minor league stats. I mean, I picked him up a month before he got called up in fantasy just to stash him because you just you just had a feeling. It, it was it, he's. It looks like he was created by artificial intelligence. Yes, like, he, like he hits from before, both sides of the plate. If you were to create yourself yes. on uh, you know MLB the show, this is who you would make. Ninety nine speed, ninety nine power, six foot five, all of it. Switch hitter, big arm, switch hitter, and also. The heart of a kid playing baseball for the first time in Little League, and I love it yeah. because he is just, screw it. I'm going to... Yeah, I'm doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm doing stealing it. this base. I'm doing it, <laughs> yeah. and I, I'm, I'm doing it doing it well. I, I'm, I'm doing it. <laughs> Shout out LL. Stuart really is who I was shouting um, out in a way, but I get it. Yeah. It was Stuart doing LL, LL. back in the day. But, um, so the kid comes up, and he just... Damn near hits one out of the great American ballpark in in, in his second game, right? Mm-hmm. And he had us at hello. Two weeks later, he hits for a cycle. And he triples for the cycle, right? Runs from first to third in 10.8 seconds. Like, what, the, the, the freeze running uh, in Atlanta, <laughs> right? Freeze, yeah, With, yeah, without yeah. the gimp outfit. <laughs> and, yes. and, and then what he did this weekend is truly... Unbelievable. The guy in a 5-5 game comes up with a two-out base hit to give his team the lead, 6-5. And then he steals second base. Two outs. Steals second base. Not supposed to do that, but you're Ellie freaking Dela Cruz. I mean, not, he hasn't been thrown out this year. The one thing you're not <laughs> supposed to do is make the last out at third base, right? And he steals that too. The announcer of the Reds, John Sadak, has been having so much fun calling this guy. And why not? He's on our show tomorrow. This is what happened. He hits that base hit, then he steals second. And then, unbelievable. Go for it. He takes off again. Pitch down and in. Fame throw. There's no chance. Uh, Two steals. Santa Cruz had already looked a couple of times at Brian Anderson, knowing that if he got a jump, he's going to He steals for the cycle. It was, it was he hits for the cycle, then he steals for the cycle. And again, it's in two pitches. So he takes off for second, and then the Brewers don't even cover third. And he's like, screw it, I'm going to steal third. And that wasn't edited. So he's thinking as soon as he's on third, and this is what I mean, the heart of a child, yeah. he's like, I'm taking home. 
Well, the pitcher was just kind of mad at himself because right. he gave up a winning hit, and then he stole. Right. Got Whatever stolen it off. is, he just has the sense of yeah. I don't care what the rules are, what I'm supposed to do. I'm just playing ball yeah. like it's my first game out here, and I'm having fun. And he steals home, and it's an old gen stat. Yeah. For those who are longtime uh, fans of this show, we used to do this all the time. Ellie Dela Cruz is bringing back the old gen stat here on the Rich Eisen Show. Hit it. Go for it. Old gen stats. You know, this is amazing. <laughs> it was the Reds' first straight steal of home since Brandon Phillips in 2009, but that's not old gen. Ellie Dela Cruz became the first Reds player to steal second, third, and home in the same inning. Since Greasy Neal did it in 1919. Greasy Neal. And that is your old gen stat here on the Rich Eisen Show. Old gen stats. According to OptiStats, Dela Cruz became the only Major League Baseball player to steal second, third, and home with the same batter at the plate. Again, he did it in two pitches. Since in the last 50 years. I can't even go further back. Rod Carew was the last one, right? Guy's amazing. (laughs) Send him to the All-Star game. There's a word star in it for a reason. And this guy is a bright, shining star, to use a phrase of somebody who used to work in Van Nuys, California. Because he's doing the same thing as that guy. He's just putting it right on the table. I said those words. Swack. Got a Boogie Nights reference? It is indeed. (laughs) He is a bright, shining star. And Ellie Dela Cruz should be in Seattle. Baseball's got another day to figure that out. Jeff Passan's going to be joining us. And again, to me, we should have the commissioner have a choice. And I understand leagues don't really matter anymore because everybody's playing everybody. You know. One in each league, the commissioner goes, that kid's coming. You could say that player doesn't have to be a certain age. Like that player a few years ago would have been Bartolo Colon, right? Let's get him in the All-Star game because everybody's fascinated at this big dude who can homer sometimes and throw the way that he's throwing. Anything to get eyeballs on the game. If this is supposed to be about showcasing the game, getting eyeballs to the game, showing how to play the game with fun players having fun, and that's what this is about. In the 21st century, when you got all different things you can do, different sports, different shows, different apps, different streams, different threads now, you know, like you're trying to battle for eyeballs. The commissioner should have a choice to say this person is coming to the All-Star game. I don't care when they came up. Everybody's talking about this player, and it is my choice. They're coming. Ellie De La Cruz should be right in the National League lineup on Tuesday night, and I would be watching. Let's go. Damn precedents and the torpedoes. Get them to Seattle. You got 24 hours. I know that sounds like a threat.